Christopher Columbus. Oh. Evil. Pure evil. Just six miles from here, you know, down at Fort Snelling, uh, was a concentration camp where the Dakota people, largely women, children, and elders, were held prisoner after the 1862 war before they were shipped out. Another one is a Pequot massacre of 1637, about 700 to 900 uh, Pequot people were fried in the fire. And, uh, and then at, uh, of course, the, uh, at what happened at Wounded Knee, you know, some 300 people slaughtered there. And, uh, and then the Sand Creek Massacre in Colorado where, you know, hundreds of uh, uh, Cheyenne and Arapaho were slaughtered there. And primarily, again, women, children, and elders were slaughtered. All praises to the Most High, brothers and sisters. I am your host, the Apostle Reuben, with another podcast episode. And brothers and sisters, this podcast episode is going to be titled Bigger Than Thanksgiving. And the reason why I did this is because we're talking about a feast that is not biblical. And everything that this ministry does is biblical. Now, last podcast episode that was recorded was about slavery from the Bible till now. And I went over a couple of scriptures in that podcast episode that I would like to go over again because they fit right in with this Thanksgiving. Because it's real, like I said before, it's bigger than Thanksgiving. I like to go to the book of Deuteronomy 33. Because, brothers and sisters, we have to set it up. We have to set it up. Because a lot of our people are so far gone and asleep that they're not aware that these so-called preachers behind the pulpit on Sunday morning are nothing more than agents of the state, summoned to keep us quiet summoned to keep us from thinking most people in uh like for instance let me show you something most people doesn't or don't even consider the fact that god hates they think god is about love and only love but when we go back to psalms 5 and 5 before we go i'm going to show you because there may be someone new listening to this podcast episode that has never heard this. I'm gonna show you what, what these preachers do and what they're trained to do from the schools 
that they are taught it. Psalms 5 and 5 says, The foolish shall not stand in his in thy sight. Thou hatest all, all workers of iniquity. So, and you'll read the same thing, brothers and sisters, in uh, Psalms 11, verse 5. Something simple as that is hidden from the eyes of our people. Going into the deeper things, Deuteronomy 33, Deuteronomy 33, verse 16, when I read it last week on the podcast episode, I'm going to read it again. Deuteronomy 33, verse 16 says, and for the precious things of the earth and the fullness thereof, and for the goodwill of him that dwelleth in the bush. Now, the goodwill of him that dwelleth in the bush. Who dwelt in the bush? The angel of the Lord, God himself. And you can read that in Acts 7, verse 30. But this podcast episode, brothers and sisters, is not going to be as long as the others because of a lack of time. But we're going to bring out some scripture in this short podcast episode to show you why and how these things come to pass. It says this, let the blessing come upon the head of Joseph. Remember, Ephraim and Manasseh are Joseph's children by an Egyptian woman. And upon the top of the head of him that was separated from his brethren. The separation came in the book of 1 Kings chapter 12. Is the, the northern ten, the southern two, but really the uh, Levitical priest was with both tribes. All of the tribes had a Levitical priesthood within the tribe, the Levites. So the Levites were separated between both. So the the southern kingdom was Judah, Benjamin, and Levite. And the northern kingdom was um, Ephraim, Manasseh, Asher, Dan, Gad, Naphtali. um, And I would say... Zebulon, and so on. So all of them, it, it you know, it would seem like it'd be 13, but it's not. It's actually 12. The Levites had no lots. They were separated into suburbs, into every tribe. Let's read on. His glory is like the firstlings of his bullock, and his horns are like the horns of unicorns. With them, he shall push the people together to the ends of the earth, and they are the ten thousands of Ephraim and are the thousands of Manasseh. Now, see, brothers and sisters, you'll notice that Ephraim is the unicorn or the ruler of the tribes, and he shall push them to the ends of the earth. Now, let's go back to the book of Leviticus. The book of Leviticus. And the reason why I want to go to Leviticus 13, brothers and sisters, I just want to go here real quick, is because I want to bring forth the skin disease leprosy. Now, I know you might be wondering, what does this have to do with Thanksgiving? Well, what does it have to do is identifying the children of Israel, because some people believe that the children of Israel or the Jews are Caucasian. 
They're not Caucasian. Let's take a look at Leviticus 13. I just want two verses. Leviticus chapter 13, verse 13 says, Then the priest shall consider, and behold, the leprosy have covered all of his flesh, and he shall pronounce him clean that hath the plague. It is turned white. He is clean. Now, this is the person that has lost the pigmentation in their skin. That's leprosy. Same thing happened to Moses in Exodus 4, verse 6 and 7, as God showed him the miracle. So we see right away that the children of Israel are brownish or black. Watch this. I want this verse here because I want you to look at the operative word. All right. Leviticus 13, 25 says, Then the priest shall look upon it, and behold, if the hair in the bright spot be turned white, and it be in the sight deeper than the skin, skin, it is leprosy broken out of the burning. Wherefore, the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is the plague of leprosy. Now, leprosy could have been turning the skin white and it could have been the skin uh, turning white and red together in a blister or a sore. The point is, brothers and sisters, that the children of Israel were a black people. The skin of the people were black. Leprosy can't turn white into white. White doesn't turn into white, brothers and sisters. Let's get that clear now. I just wanted to go there real quick because going to deuteronomy 33 and looking at the children of israel colored pushing his people to the ends of the earth to the ends of the earth now there's only one direction that they could go and that's this i'm going to show you something this is why when you look at the bible you see little things that are overlooked in churches every day i'm going to go back and read it again a scripture that i read last week isaiah 59 verse 19 i got to do this quickly so shall they fear the name of the lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun when the enemy shall come in like a flood the spirit of the lord shall lift up a standard against him and that is happening now but who who was in the west now you know brothers sisters west of jerusalem or israel is the mediterranean sea where you will see south mid and north america the bible even in zechariah watch zechariah zechariah because I, I don't want you to look over this. Zechariah 8, verse 7. It says this. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Behold, I will save my people from the east country and from the west country. And I will bring them, and they shall dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. This is a prophecy. And they shall be my people, and I will be their God in truth and in righteousness. This is a prophecy 
that was written by Zechariah, who was inspired by the Holy Ghost. Second Peter 1, verse 21. You're not going to find America in the Bible. You're going to find the West, the Western world. God knows that his people are on the West side of the world. That is why when you look at Revelation, I'm just going into it. When you look at Revelation chapter, let's see. Yeah, when you look at Revelation chapter 6, verse 8, and it says, And I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and his name, and the name that sat upon him was death and hell, followed with him. And power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth, to kill with sword, and with hunger, and with death, and with the beasts of the earth. A fourth part, now this, this is, we're going to go into this in the book of Revelation because I can't wait to explain it to you. But the four, there were three parts given, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. There was no fourth part in the beginning. There was only three. What do you think the fourth part of the earth was? You guessed it, the Americas. And they, who are the they will have power to, to, to of death and hell? Watch this. Let's let's go back to Habakkuk again. I'm going to read Habakkuk 1 and 9. It says, They shall come for violence. Their faces shall sup up as the east wind, because it's called a east wind because it is coming from the east, going where? West. And they shall gather the captivity as the sand, and they shall scoff at kings, and, in, and the princesses shall be a scorn unto them. They shall deride every stronghold, for they shall heap dust and take it. Verse 11, then shall his mind change, and he shall pass over and offend, imputing this power unto his God. His God, not the God of heaven, his God. See, here's where things like thanksgiving came in. And see, we're not able to understand exactly how these prophets saw way into our time to see that now the princesses, if you if you notice who the princesses are, when we go back to Genesis, Genesis chapter 32, Genesis 32, verse 28, and he said, now this is when the angel and Jacob wrestled. In Genesis 32, 28, he said, Thy name shall no more be called Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince has thou power with God and with men and has prevailed. The prince or the princes are the children of Israel here. Gathering captivity as the sand of the sea. East wind going west. Habakkuk saw the annihilation of a people that were in the fourth part of the earth and the wind that came out of the east to gather the captivity as the sand. You can go through the Bible, brothers and sisters, and I'd be glad to take you through it. This is a one-time event. 
like I read to you in Joel 3 and 6. The children of Judah were sold to the Grecians. This is the other part. These are the brethren that were separated back in uh, Deuteronomy 33, 16, one that was separated from his brethren at the split of the kingdoms. Both went through the captivities. The northern tribes went through the captivity of Assyria, the southern tribes in the captivity of Babylon. They were split. So now when we think about this, got to use our heads. Let's go to the book of Hosea. The book of Hosea 7. Hosea 7, verse 1. Now, even before I go to Hosea 7 and 1, I want you to take a listen to this um, short clip that I have. Stay tuned. Why the enslavement of indigenous peoples is often overlooked can give us some insights into how these legacies continue in old and new ways. Practices of enslavement did not spontaneously develop in 1619, when the first 20 odd enslaved Africans were trafficked onto the shores of the future United States. And now, see, I'm, I'm, I, I want you to hear what she said. It did not start in 1619. So these, these things didn't start at a certain point. That was the enslavement of Judah. Let's listen on. They weren't even geographically anchored to North America. In our episode, Why Did Europeans Enslave Africans? We go into detail about the pre-colonial systems of enslavement. But here's a brief recap. Tribal warfare and pillaging in the Americas, Africa, and Europe often resulted in the capture of members of conquered tribes. Victors would often hold captives for cultural reasons or as forms of population augmentation, as noted by historian Elena E. Roberts. In the I want you to understand what that means. When African, excuse me, when Indian tribes conquered other Indian tribes, that was biblical. Now, remember, I, I say so-called Indians because I, we all know that the children of Israel are these people. But Paul said in Romans 15, verse 4, whatsoever is written aforetime time is written for our learning, that we, through faith or, and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. I paraphrase. But you can go to Romans 15, verse 4, and read for yourself. I want to go to Leviticus 25. Leviticus 25. Leviticus 25. And I want to start right at verse 42. It says, For they are my servants, which I brought forth out of the land of Egypt. They shall not be sold as bondmen. Verse 43, thou shalt not rule over them with rigor, but shall fear thy God. 
both thy bondmen and the bondmaids which shall which thou shalt have shall be of the heathen that are round about you of them that if them shall ye buy bondmen and bondmaids more the children of strangers that sojourn among you of them that ye buy of the of their families that are with you which they begat in your land and they shall be your possession now let's go back up to now this is to the heathen this is to the heathen but let's see if this applies to your own tribe or tribes it says verse 39 and if thy brethren that dwelleth by thee be waxen poor and be sold unto thee thou shalt not compel him to serve as a bond servant but as an higher servant and as a sojourner he shall be with thee and shall serve thee until the year of jubilee which is the 50th year 49 years the 50th year was the year of jubilee and he shall depart from thee both he and his children with him and they shall return to his own family and unto the possession of his fathers shall he return the possession of his fathers because his fathers have possession lands animals farms equipment however i want to say it in a new term inheritance for lack of a better word so we were not supposed to make our own brother servants, bondmen. But as you will see in the book of Second Chronicles 28, see, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to you the things that no one else will. Second Chronicles 28, verse 8. Second Chronicles 28, verse 8 says this. Second Chronicles 28, verse 8 says, And the children of Israel carried away captive their brethren, 200,000 women, sons, daughters, and took away much spoil from them and brought the spoil to Samaria. For the prophet of the Lord was there, whose name was Oded. And when he went out before the host that came to Samaria, he said unto them, Behold, because the Lord your God, the Lord God of your fathers, was wroth with Judah, he hath delivered them unto your hands, and ye have slain them in a rage that reacheth up into heaven. And now he purposed to keep under the children of Judah and the, and Jerusalem for bondmen and bondwomen unto you. But are there not with you, even with you sin, even with you sins against the Lord your God? Now hear me therefore, and deliver the captives again, which ye have taken captive of your brethren, for the fierce wrath of the Lord is upon you. See, brothers and sisters, it's very important you understand that this woman just said that tribes trapped tribes. Let's let's look at it tribes victors would often hold captives for cultural reasons or as forms of Cap captives for cultural reasons captives 
When you're captive, you're bond. When you're bond is another word for slavery. We just read this. Population augmentation, as noted by historian Elena E. Roberts. In the Americas, the Iroquois captured members of neighboring tribes in mourning wars to replace deceased members of their own communities. Sin. No matter how they try to look at it, no matter how they go around and explain it, we know spiritually who these tribes are and the sin that was taking place. Let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back to Hosea. I want, I want to read Hosea chapter 6, verse 9 and 10. Then go to Hosea 7 and 1. It says, And as troops of robbers wait for a man, so the company of priests murder in the way by consent, for they commit lewdness. Verse 10, I have seen the horrible things in the house of Israel. There is the whoredom of Ephraim. Israel is defiled. Also Judah, he has set the harvest for thee when I returned the captivity of my people. I want you to understand. Let's go to chapter 7, verse 1. I would have healed Israel. Then the iniquity of Ephraim. Remember, Ephraim was the one that pushed his people to the other side. I want you to take a look at this was discovered and the wickedness of samaria for they commit falsehood and the thief cometh in and the troop of robbers falleth without and they consider not in their hearts that i remember all their wickedness now their own doings have beset them about they are before my face now brothers and sisters don't think that sin wasn't the reason why when we go back to deuteronomy 28 see you never you never forget the thought when you go back to deuteronomy 28 if you go back to deuteronomy 28 it says in verse 50 when i i will say verse 49 and the lord shall bring a nation against thee from far like the east wind from the ends of the earth as swift as the eagle flyeth a nation whose tongue thou shalt not understand do you think they understand those tongues no the so-called indians did not speak the language of the conqueror the conqueror actually bought interpreters the interpreters would be the ones to know which language the so-called Indians spoke, and that's how they were identified. Verse 50, Deuteronomy 28, verse 50, a nation of fierce countenance, which shall not regard the person of the old, nor show favor to the young. Brothers and sisters, these are the sins of ourselves. God brings, and, and, and I'm going to say this, if you think that in the 1400s this couldn't happen if a man tells you if a man tells a gullible person that deuteronomy 28 verse 46 says and they shall be upon thee for a sign and a wonder and upon thy seed forever the curses 
do not go to any other seed but Israel's. There's no other nation that fit this curse. Oh, that were under the curses, but one, and that was the children of Israel. This is what you have to understand. There's no pastor that can prove that these curses happen to all nations, just Israel. So when you see these things written by Moses and the prophets, they are signs upon our seed our people forever and ever and ever let's go back to the book of hosea because i want i want to get the rest of this before i move on the book of hosea and it's getting close to the time of a break, brothers and sisters. But I want to make sure when we come back from the break that we are in the book of Hosea, chapter 7. You're listening to A Light to the Children's Ministries with your host, the Apostle Reuben. Stay tuned. Listening to a light to the children's ministries with your host, the Apostle Reuben. Stay tuned. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. I'm your host, the Apostle Reuben. Now, I'm going to say this. I want to go to Jeremiah. Now, I know, see, I have a lot of scriptures in my head, brothers and sisters. I always do. I always do. Because when I'm trying to prove, prove, prove a point, I want to go to every scripture. Like Paul says in 2 Timothy 3.16, all scriptures are given by the inspiration of God and profitable for doctrine, for reproof and correction, for the instruction in righteousness. Now, I want to go to Jeremiah 17, verse 3. Jeremiah 17, verse 4 says this, And thou, even thyself, shalt discontinue from thine heritage that I gave thee, and I will cause thee to serve thine enemies in a land which thou knowest not. For ye have kindled a fire in mine anger, which shall burn forever. Now, I want you to, I'm going to, discontinuing from heritage, Psalms 119, verse 11. Psalms 119, verse 11. Psalms 119, verses 111, excuse me, verses 111 says this. Thy testimonies have I taken as an heritage forever, for they are the rejoicing of the heritage 
Israel's heritage was the law, the Bible, the example of the Bible. Now, I want you to listen to this next one. I have a lot of clips because I want, I'm, I'm showing you what happens. See, Thanksgiving is a dinner, a offering to the God of the European Caucasian on the slaughter of the Pequots, the 700 Pequots, but that, that offering is only because a mistake was made by them that discontinued from their heritage. The Bible is Israel's heritage, not all nations' heritage, theirs. Listen up. Then a million. When the European invader came here in the late 1490s, there were 112 million of us in this Republic of the United States. It's not a country, it's a republic. And in less than 500 years, through genocidal practices, through the introduction of that we Heap up dust and take it, as it says in a book of one and ten. Pay attention. He had no immunity to, and other evil things that he put arrogance, greed. Our numbers went from 112 million to less than a million by 1934. 112 million. By 112 million to less than a million in less than 400 years. Watch this. How do you kill off 111 million great people, loving people? People that are willing to share whatever they have, regardless of how small it is or how much they got. There's the mistake. See, I went to Jeremiah 17, verse 4. Because it says, Thou, even thou, shalt discontinue from thine heritage. Let's look at one of the laws of Israel's heritage. Let's go to the book of Joshua. Chapter 23, verse 12. I'm going to read Joshua 23, verse 12 and 13. It says, Else if ye do any wise go back and cleave unto the remnant of these nations, even these that remain among you, and shall make marriages with them, and go in unto them, and they unto you. Know for certain, know for a certainty that the Lord your God will no more drive out any of these nations from before you, but they shall be, a, be snares and traps unto you and scourges in your side and thorns in your eyes until ye perish from off this 
good land which the Lord your God has given you. Now, America was, if if you go back, brothers and sisters, I'm, I tend to get that book. It, uh, it's called The Two Promised Lands by uh, Alexander Hissop. I think I'm saying it right. Alexander Hissop goes over the fact that the Americas was a promised land because Moses said it in Deuteronomy 33. 16 and 17. It was prophesied by Moses that Ephraim and Manasseh, which are the Ephraim, the head of the tribes, and Manasseh's brother, which are the tribes, which you also would have Zebulon and Gad and Reuben, all came to the Americas west, inhabited it, and lived but the but 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 this wonderful fellow says that they'd be willing to share anything they had but and and you know this was the mistake that we had as a people by letting especially this nation but but you see god if you notice when you look at deuteronomy 28 god does things in motion he starts out with one curse and then another and then another and then another. Now, see, I'm going to take you back to the book of Ezra real quick. Ezra, now remember, we just read Joshua 23, verse 12 and 13. Let's go back to the book of Ezra, chapter uh, 9. Let's not go to Ezra chapter 9 just yet. I want to go to the book of nehemiah 13. nehemiah 13 and i'm going to read verse 3. now this is when the children of israel came out from under the captivity once artaxerxes let nehemiah go back to rebuild the wall because remember babylon the babylonians had them under captivity the jews and, and a remnant of Israel. But Artaxerxes gave Zerubbabel, Ezra, and you'll find that, and I don't want to spend too much time because I don't have much left in the podcast, but you'll find that in um, the book of Ezra chapter 7, when it says, and went up to some of the children of Israel and the priests and the Levites and the singers and the portents of the Matthiam unto Jerusalem, the seventh year of Artaxerxes. And um, it came, to, it came, and he came to Jerusalem in the fifth month, which was the seventh month year of the king. And, and just to go forth, Artaxerxes in verse 12 says, to Ezra, uh, in verse 12, Artaxerxes king of kings unto Ezra the priest scribe of the law of God of heaven perfect peace at such a time now see he made a decree that they could freely go back and rebuild the temple so they were free well the reason why I'm going to Nehemiah because the Nehemiah is a comp- complementary book to Ezra Ezra temple Nehemiah wall but I want to get to the point because I want to get to the point. 
In Nehemiah 13, verse 3, it says, Now it came to pass when they heard the law, Joshua chapter 23, verse 12 and 13, they heard the law that they separated from Israel all the mixed multitude. Now, see, remember, the same mixed multitude that was in Exodus 12, 38. Israel, it was law for Israel not to mix themselves with people. God said there will be scourges and traps unto you. If you mix yourself, now mix means to join infinity, to integrate, to come together. One of the mistakes our forefathers made when Europeans came. And over time, over, over time, over time, when you are dwelling together, guess what happens? You begin to marry. Join, watch this. This is one of the, this is one of the reasons why, let's go back to Ezra. Now, I know I, I just, I have just enough time. I want you to, I want you to understand how this comes about. Ezra 9 verse 13 says, and after all that is come upon us for our evil deeds and for our trespass, great trespass, seeing that thou art God has punished us less than our iniquities deserve. And has given us such a deliverance as this. This is Ezra. This is deliverance from under Artaxerxes. That we should again break thy commandments and join in infinity with the people of these abominations. Wouldest not thou be angry with us till thou hast consumed us, so that there should be no remnant escaping? Verse 15, O Lord God of Israel, thou art righteous, for we yet remain escaped. You helped us escape as it is this day. Behold, we are before thee in our trespasses, for we cannot stand because before thee because of this. See, the one thing that is never admitted by people is that we were not supposed to mingle the nations or join in infinity or integrate but since we discontinued from the heritage we forgot our heritage and our heritage which was the law stated not to mix but let's go back to Hosea 7 just let's look at what Hosea the prophet saw. Hosea the prophet. See, a lot of people think that these prophets didn't see the end, but that's where, if, you, if your preacher allows you to think that they didn't. Let's go. Now, we start. We started in Hosea 7, verse 1, and read verse 1 and 2. Let's drop down to verse 8. It says, Ephraim hath mixed himself among the people. Ephraim is the cakes not turned. Now, if you understand this, brothers and sisters, the curses 
our time, the retro, which is the past. I want you to hear me. I want you to hear me. The, we put these things in ret. The curses are in retrospect, but they're also in prospect, which is the future. These curses happened again and again and again because remember, Israel was freed up under Artaxerxes. By the time of Christ, they were right back in captivity under Rome. Time doesn't stop. Remember, before we read this, in Jeremiah, Jeremiah, I'm going to go to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 31. Jeremiah, chapter 31, verse 35. Wait a minute. I'll start in verse 35. It says, Thus saith the Lord, which giveth the sun for a light by day, and the ordinances, ordinances of the moon, and the stars for a light by night, which divideth the sea when the waves thereof roll. The Lord of hosts is his name. If those ordinances depart from before me, saith the Lord, then the seed of Israel also shall cease from being a nation before me forever. You go outside your house tonight, It'll be clear. You'll see the moon and the stars. So Israel was still a nation when the last chapter in the last verse of Revelation was written. Oh, they're lost. They're lost somewhere over the earth. No, they're not. So I want you to I want you to understand that during the time of the kingdom of Babylon, they were mixing themselves among the people then. And you better believe, brothers and sisters, they were mixing themselves among the Europeans later. That's why it says here in this prophecy, Ephraim hath mixed himself among the people. Ephraim is a cake not turned strangers have devoured his strength and he knoweth not why he forgot his heritage yea gray hairs are here and there upon him yet he knoweth it not he's old and still haven't realized and the pride of israel testified to his face and they do not return to the lord their god nor seek him for all this most of our people brothers and sisters whether they be in concentration camps whether they be on uh, reservations or just the plain old homes around america have not seek the lord their god yet to find out the truth they're trapped up in these churches going through these sermons of freedom every morning sunday morning excuse me by corrupted men as it says here see this is this is your sunday church second peter i'm gonna show you what your sunday church is. second peter chapter two 
Second Peter chapter two and verse eighteen says, For when they speak great swelling words of vanity, they allure through the lust of the flesh, wanting that dollar, through much wantonness. Those that were clean escaped from them who lived in error. Error is sin. See, these people who want to be healed and try not to transgress trap our people back up in. And Christ said it. Christ said it too in the book of um, Matthew chapter 13. Because this, it took time to do this and, and you better believe it took time to do this. Matthew 13 verse 19 says, when anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which receives seed by the wayside. I got to go over the parables of the seeds. There's so much to go over. Years and years of knowledge, brothers and sisters, years and years. But whatever's gathered is taken away. And that which is taken away is the heritage. Like we're just a bunch of people that were over on this side of the world with that, that was savages, yet we was able to grow our own fruit, vegetables. There's a picture on um and i saw it a while ago where there was a caucasian man sitting on what looked like thousands upon thousands of uh, buffalo skins deuteronomy 28 again that enemy deuteronomy 28 verse 31 Thine ox shall be slain before thine eye, and thou shalt not eat thereof. Thine ass shall be violently taken away from before thy face, and shall not be restored to thee. Thy sheep shall be given to thine enemies, and thou shalt have none to rescue them. See, you look at those buffalo skins, brothers and sisters, that man sitting on all, uh, Caucasian man sitting on all the top of those buffalo skins. You don't think of Deuteronomy 28, verse 31. And then thinking, thy sons and thy daughters shall be given to another people, and thine eyes shall look and fail with longing for them all the day long. And there shall be no might in thy hand. No might. There was no might. See, within this, you're finding out we still have not seek the Lord. That's why it says in Hosea 7, verse 11, Ephraim is also like a silly dove without heart. They call to Egypt. They go to Assyria. Let me, let's go back to Hosea. Let's go to Hosea chapter 9, verse. I'll read, I'll read this because all of this is, is an example. Hosea chapter 9, verse 3 says, They shall not dwell in the Lord's land, which is Israel, but Ephraim shall return to Egypt. And they that eat un they sh and and they shall eat unclean things in Assyria, Assyria, and Egypt. When when this this was Hosea prophesying that 
Israel would go into Assyria, the land of Assyria under the king Shalmaneser, and the Assyria would be a Egypt, a house of bondage to them. Egypt is called the house of bondage. Exodus 12 and 2. A lot of people just think Egypt is the name of a land. No, Egypt, according to the Bible, is the house of bondage. That's why the United States is also called in Egypt. I played it in that clip, Hell on Wheels. Bondage seems to happen to the children of Israel for sin. Even this captivity here. So what happened as a result of that? When we go to the book of Isaiah chapter 65. Isaiah chapter 65 verse 11 says, But ye are they that forsake the Lord and forget my holy mountain that prepare a table for that troop and that furnish a drink offering unto that number. See, a table for that troop. What troop? What troop? The same troop mentioned in Hosea 7 verse 1. Remember the man said they were willing to share anything. Let's go back to Hosea seven and one very quickly when i would have healed israel then iniquity the iniquity of ephraim was discovered and the wickedness of samaria see samaria he's comparing the wickedness of the wickedness in the time of samaria which i don't have time to go over right now but you you know that the two golden calves were built I got to go over that, brothers and sisters, about the sin of Jeroboam and the kings in their times in the cities of Samaria. And the thief cometh in, and the troop of robbers spoileth without. See, this troop is without, the without, not within. God didn't say it was within you. He said it's without you. The troop that is without you another people that is why brothers and sisters when we go to furnishing a table for that troop we seem to not remember our heritage when it came to it that's why now when you go to first corinthians chapter 19 now this is over time this is over time year after year year after year over time 1 Corinthians 10, verse 19 says, What say I then? The idol is what? That the idol is anything, or that which is offered in sacrifice to idols is anything. Paul says, is, is, is it anything here? Watch, but I say that the things which are which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils and not to god and i would not that ye should have fellowship with devils see the devils the gentiles would also be 
the Greeks. The Bible calls Greeks Gentiles. They were not Jews or the children of Israel. They were Gentiles. And they were also Gentiles in the year 1492. <laughs> Got to think about that. They never stopped being Gentiles. Verse 21, ye cannot have the cup, ye cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. Ye cannot be partaker of the Lord's table and the table of devils. There is that table again. There's that table. See, our people are part of the table of devils. There's no thanksgiving of the heathen to God at all in this Bible. Christ says salvation is of the Jews. John chapter 4, verse 22, ye worship, ye know not, Ye worship, ye know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. Zechariah 12, verse 7, was prophesied the Lord shall raise the tents of Judah first. This Bible came through Judah. And now his brethren that was separated from him which are the so-called North American Indians, as they would say, are being taught again their heritage. That's why it says in Jeremiah 50, see, that's why I tell you not to read the Old Testament because they know that the prophets had the Holy Ghost and they saw the end. Again, I'm going to read this. Jeremiah 50, verse 33 says, Thus saith the Lord God of hosts, the children of Israel and the children of Judah were oppressed together. And all they that took them captives held them fast. They refused to let them go. There would be a time, brothers and sisters, before the return of Christ where the 12 tribes would be together. Where? In the West. with that brothers and sisters all praises to the most high be sure brothers and sisters to join us next week in another episode of the light of the children's ministries where we break down scripture for the salvation of our people